0: Welcome to the Fit Affiliate podcast where we talk about behavior and behavior-based conversations as they relate to CrossFit affiliate owners and coaches. My name is Lisa Hetherington and I'm your co-host. Sitting alongside me are Tony and Chuck, the founders of Fit Affiliate. And welcome back to another episode of the Affiliate podcast. Today I am super, super excited to have the one and only Christina Anderson on the podcast. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm well. I'm well. How are you?
0: I am awesome. thank you. Um, Christina comes to us with a long uh, experience in coaching, um also gym management, being a head coach. So I thought this was a great opportunity to have you on and you know talk to people who might be in uh, that similar role because we know it it has its you know own journey up, which is a bit different from affiliate ownership. and just being a coach and affiliates is a whole different perspective and I know you've got some unique thoughts on some things so what I thought we might kick off with though is you know how did you what was your journey to CrossFit and then you know into coaching?
1: Yeah um, so I, I I started CrossFit a long time ago back in 2012 um, and I you know I never never was fit as a young person, uh, you know, didn't play sports, I was in the marching band. So if that gives you a little bit of a clue, (laughs) the kind of uh, kind of kid I was, um, I, you know, I was the typical band geek. And, you know, when I um, went to college, I started getting interested in, you know, just wanting to get healthier, lose weight, um, which was always an, an ongoing battle for me. But Um, When I found CrossFit in 2012, I was like, well, I actually like this, you know, I I don't enjoy working out, (laughs) but uh, I really liked CrossFit just the way that the workouts were designed. It kept me engaged and I was super into it. So um, I got really into it, you know was doing the classic, you know, two a days and, uh, eating really strict paleo. And, um, (laughs) I just kind of, I dove in a little bit too hard. Um, and I just, I ended up having a really unfortunate experience. Um, you know, I just, uh, I, my coach at the time, um, I think there was just, uh, a lack of uh, awareness on both sides as to what was going on with me. Um, because Mm. I ended up, uh, you know, towards the end of my journey at this gym, ended up, uh, in rehab for an eating disorder. Um, yes, my, uh, let's say my fixation on achieving results became extremely unhealthy. So, um, I ended up having a pretty large falling out with that coach. And then I did absolutely nothing for like eight years. Um, Oh, wow. And so, yeah, during that time, um, it's interesting because I gained a lot of weight. I gained over 130 pounds and I, you know, still always loved CrossFit, though. I would watch Mm. CrossFit on YouTube, like CrossFit Games, recordings of you know rich froning and you know i'd be sitting there with like a tub of ben and jerry's like pick up the bar what the hell is wrong with you but uh it just like it just never left me even though i you know started living this incredibly unhealthy life um Mm. so you know fast forward to it was around 2018 i had just had my first daughter and i remember very vividly uh, right after she was born, and I had a pretty traumatic C section. And like the first thing they do after surgery <laughs> is they get you on a scale. And I like, <laughs> literally, like, I remember them being like, We need you to stand up and get on this scale. Like that was my first task. And I couldn't even fathom wow. sitting up in the bed, let alone standing on a scale. But I remember looking at that scale and it read 390 pounds and granted mm. that was like a lot of trauma to my body i had just gotten out of surgery so i was very yeah. like you know full of fluid excess you know blood all that but i remember thinking to myself oh my gosh like this has gotten a little bit out of my control and mm. so as soon as i healed from my surgery and kind of got my feet on the ground from having my first daughter i went back to crossfit and then it kind of just it was like Ground running ever since. I realized yeah. that because of my experience and kind of what had happened with my first coach and how unhealthy it became, uh, and just how much of a, a negative experience that first experience was, I wanted to be a coach so that I could, um, you know, use my story as a way to prevent anyone else from having that same experience because it was very, it was very traumatic, very detrimental yeah. to me for for a while.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It would have been um you know, uh shattering to to go through that then have, you know, a kind of falling out over it and yeah. I think well, maybe this is not for me and then completely rebound the other way, which yeah. totally understandable the way that th- that things went. So how have you found and 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 I really um love talking to other female, you know, coaches and and female affiliate owners through this podcast, but um, what sort of barriers did you find and challenges that that put up to you? A being female, but also be working through your own life challenges and, you know, weight loss journey and, you know, just, you know, being you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge battle. I think the fact of the matter is it's, you know, you know, you don't want to like, those stereotypes out there but it is true you know when you're working in the fitness space Mm -hmm. and a male who has visible abs applies for the same job as a female who does not have that body type more times than not the job will be based on aesthetic is what Mm -hmm. i have discovered in my journey and um it's unfortunate, but it's also driven me to just have this like insatiable desire to be the best. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have put so much into my development as a coach, as far as time, um, you know, the amount of courses that I've taken simply just making myself so good that there wouldn't be a question, right? I mm. walk into a room, I'm the coach and I'm going to help you get better and I'm going to show you empathy and I'm going to have you have a very positive gym experience and there won't even be a second thought of what I look mm. like or whether I'm a female or, you know, what mm. it might be. Um, it's just and I, experience. Yeah. And I think that my journey actually came full circle recently because when I first started coaching, um, I was doing an internship at a gym and it was made very clear to me that I was never going to be hired. Um, Mm. you know, like, yeah, we don't really have a position for you. Um, you know, I, I was working there for free at the time. So I was just kind of trying to do whatever I could to like establish myself and maybe end up in a paid position. Um, Mm. but I was very much, Encouraged to, you know, that that wouldn't happen. That wasn't available to me. And I remember very distinctively, two weeks after I left that internship program, they hired a coach who was a male who had abs on top of his abs on top of his abs. <laughs> and so it was a very clear message to me. And, and it was fine because it's like, you know, there's a mismatch of values there. That's okay. And now, mm. fast forward, it's been two years and I just was hired to replace a male who has abs on top of abs on top of
0: abs.
1: (laughs) um, It really, it, it's wonderful to realize that, you know what, like, yes, that's a real thing, but like, if you're strong and you work really hard, you can overcome it. So.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to be defined by it. It doesn't have to be something that you, you know, that can limit you. It's just, You know, one piece of advice someone gave me a long time ago, and it's very hard to follow, very hard to follow, but is, you know, what other people think of you is none of your business, but it's, it is very hard to, to, to live that every day, particularly in, you know, the fitness field and, you know, uh, things that can impact you. How did you find your journey going from, you know, okay, great. I've got a coaching role to. Now, I'm going to step up into more of a leadership role. How was that transition for you?
1: Um, it's, I mean, it's challenging. I have learned so much in the past uh, couple of years, but I think that the the biggest thing for anybody out there looking for a leadership position in a gym is that you have to realize that nine times out of 10, you are holding a full-time position and this is your career and everybody else that you work with is doing this as a side gig and there's mm. nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that but you have to understand the realities of that and you have to understand the realities of what your team can actually provide and and what mm. you're expecting of them um and it can be frustrating because you know you're sitting there giving your everything day in and day out. And it can feel really lonely. Um, mm. I think that's actually what uh, really drew me to reach out to you guys at Fit Affiliate because I had seen a post, um, you know, just talking about how lonely being in that leadership position at a gym can be because mm. you're constantly surrounded by people, constantly. The members just need something from you all the time. And you're the one who's there and the coaches are there, but only for their specific scheduled time. And then they have entire lives outside of it that, um, you know, that they need to be concerned about too. And so you're kind of left there in charge of it all. Uh, and, it, mm. and it can be, it can be really heavy at times for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you tend to be in that gray area because that's that same loneliness can be felt by an affiliate owner for sure. Mm-hmm. but you know, as that head coach, gym manager, you kind of in that role where you are feeling the same things as your affiliate owner, but you don't necessarily have the um, ability to make the decisions, to, to change course, take right. things forward. You know, you've got another layer above you to work with. So you're kind of stuck in this no man's land with, um, I want to progress things, but it's hard because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting anything back from the affiliate owner that might be completely remote. Just, here, yeah, just run this, run this beast for us. Um, but, and you know, you treat it as your own, but you're still limited by that. So I think a lot of people in that gym manager, head coach role can get kind of frustrated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's, how did you deal with that? Like, um, I see a potential here. I see an opportunity or creating an initiative. How did you um, approach that in trying to push some of those things forward with, with, you know, the ownership that you have worked with?
1: I think that the biggest key is that if you're going to come to your owners with problems and problems and problems, um it's just not going to work <laughs> you're you're both going to get really frustrated with each other um because you may be trying to express something that's a very real thing but by not coming with potential solutions as well it's very overwhelming for your gym owner right so mm. so as somebody in a leadership position um and this is something that like I really had to learn because for me it wasn't so much that I didn't have solutions i always was a little bit timid in my delivery right like i was always afraid to kind of come in and say this is the problem and this is what we should do but
0: Mm.
1: you kind of have to do that or at least provide a couple different options of how that problem could be solved because all you're doing in that case is is bringing some more stress to your affiliate owner affiliate Mm. owner which is as we just mentioned They're also struggling with, you know, the kind of loneliness that comes from being at the top. And, you know, you guys, you and your affiliate owner should be working as a team to come up with solutions to, you know, face any of the issues that may come up at the gym. Mm.
0: Yeah, it can be a a weird space to be in where, you know, as an affiliate owner, I understand that perspective of sometimes you're afraid to give all the information because it's like, wow, they're going to see that I i am writing this line and I have no idea what I'm doing but somehow I'm in charge (laughs) or that well you're going to take my information and maybe run off and go and do your own thing which as we've discussed on the fit affiliate podcast you know numerous times is if coaches were to figure out really what goes on behind the curtain they're not running off to open their own affiliate in a big hurry they're just like "Mm, no I can work in this space but you know it can be that challenging space but if, I think a lot of um and you've been very proactive in seeking feedback not only in um your coaching and your ability to to continue to develop through you know the crossfit um levels but also personal feedback on your growth and development as a head coach and as a leader um do you feel like that there's uh a limitation in that space where, you know, head coaches, gym managers feel like, well, why would I get a mentor or a, a coach that's, I, I'm not running a business per se?
1: Yeah. I mean, it took, it took me a long time to, to make that call, you know, to, to seek out the help of a mentor. And I think, um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's no secret that it's, it's really a lot of work to run a gym and a lot of times uh, can be not very lucrative work. So, you know, to come across excess money, um, whether it be you're the affiliate owner trying to pay, uh, you know, a manager or a director of operations or, or something, a role like that, um, whether you're trying to come up with that money or whether you are that person in that leadership role who's trying to make a living out of coaching um, that can be a challenge. So then to make the decision to spend money on a mentor is uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough call to make, but at the same Mm. time, I think that the nature of the job is that unfortunately coaching is not widely respected as an actual profession. Um, Mm. Because so many people do it on the side, which again is totally fine and wonderful. I think part-time coaches are so great, but because it's not really respected as a career, I think that at least for me, there was a lot of you know, am I even like legitimate enough to out a mentor? Like, I do I even do a job? You know, so it's like it's kind of this like you need to just have that self-assurance of like, no, I am a professional. I want to be a professional. And so therefore I'm going to seek out a mentor to help me get to that pro level. And mm. um, once you get there, I think it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit.
0: <laughs> it, yeah. Once you realize that it, 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 it is that hard little, um, thing. Cause people tend to think, I know for me, when I first went into coaching and opened the affiliate, so many people said, yeah, but when are you going to get a real job? And even though, you know, I own the affiliate, so as a business owner, I was working very long hours, you know, there would be different times people would say, oh, good life you have, or, you know, just get it through the business. It's like, well, the business still needs to have the money in the bank account. Or, yeah, I left home at 3.45 this morning and I'm home at 9 p.m. Okay, you know, just because you might have had a a, a one-hour nap in the middle of the day or something or you've just sat down and stopped and, it, you know, because you work in your activewear all day, it's like, you know, that's, it seems like it's a hobby. And you're right, there are so many part-time, you know, trainers which, you know, we need in the ecosystem for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, with our Million Dollar Coach program and, and the, you know, free plug for the million dollar coach podcast um (laughs) as well but you know that's one of our as key missions is to you know help coaches you know be able to earn a reasonable income and live um doing what they love not just Mm -hmm. i you know i have to do this other thing alongside it to support it like we there are millions of people in the world that still need to be accessed to crossfit to to solve the biggest problem in the world uh, but there's not enough coaches to do that at this point like we need to have you know people coming through the ecosystem in whatever level but we need those full-time leaders to be able to grow and develop that as well yeah um what's one of the biggest advantages i guess or one of the biggest aha moments i i guess you've had through going through um particularly the affiliate style of mentoring where we're not going to I guess, you know, we talk a lot, there's a lot of gurus out there who will just give you templates and give you, here, do this. That can be a little bit, um, you know, for the affiliate owner, it can be hard enough to implement stuff that doesn't quite fit. But for that gym manager where you're stuck in between, if someone gives you a template of, here, here's your operations, go do this. So you've then got to filter it through the affiliate owner or or whatever. So the fit affiliate model where we we don't tell you what to do, we ask you better questions. Um, how has, you know, what's been the biggest aha moment for you through that journey?
1: So I think, um, initially I was actually vetting out two separate, um, avenues for finding a mentor. And one was, as you said, felt very, um, cookie cutter to, I want to own a gym or I want to start Mm. a great affiliate. And at that point I was at this, like kind of crossroads of I knew that I wasn't making a living wage so I knew that I needed to like level up in some way but I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know if I wanted to own an affiliate. I didn't know if I wanted to start my own. I didn't know if I wanted to buy one. I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, try to figure out a way to f- like help the affiliate that I was already in so that they could pay me more. Like I literally had no idea what the route would look like and so then when I you know, looked into Fitfiliate, my first conversation with Tony was very, it just felt very open. Like, mm. okay, let's figure that out. And so yep. it didn't feel like I had to, to commit to any specific road forward that he was telling me was the best road. It was more mm. like he was going to help me to figure out what is the best road. Now, initially, um, that was frustrating at times because, you know, as I we talked about earlier, um, I was in a place where I was feeling incredibly lonely, incredibly underpaid, and just really not knowing which way was up. And I wanted the answers. I wanted the answers of what was the next step? What am I going to mm. do? How are we going to make this successful? And I didn't realize that by going through those hard conversations and asking myself some really tough questions, how much I was learning and growing. And then in the time between when I started with Fit Affiliate, which was right around like beginning of November, I believe, end of October, beginning of November, to now January. I have, uh, accepted a head coach position full-time at a gym that has more than doubled my salary. And I have so much more confidence than when I initially started. So all of that, like wiggle worm through the, the, you know, the land of no answers actually got me really far, uh, much further than I think I would have gotten, um, had I not chosen that path.
0: Yeah. And that's a you know, that's a big um progression to come, you know, and we we often see that when clients come in, they're, you know, unhappy, they're uncertain, like for affiliate owners, they're like, Do I close it? Do I sell it? Do I get out of it? Like I, I this is not why I opened it. And getting back in touch and being okay with dreaming big and, and having that magic wand. And for you, I think it allowed you to really explore a lot of the options is you know, I know you've gone through the process of looking to purchase an affiliate. So you've yep. done, you know, some due diligence work at and you know been down that path and then looked at the path of well, do I open something or whatever? And you're still keeping options open and with all of that, like there's no closed books, but seeing your value, I guess, is a is a big thing for you. Would you agree? A hundred
1: percent. A hundred
0: percent. Yeah. It's, it's a big thing, isn't it? Like, particularly as women, because we tend to, you know, just, you know, keep your voice down kind of thing. Whereas, you know, once you can tap into that, that inner, like, no, I, I, I know that I'm worth more than what I'm currently, you know, achieving and I need to just find the right environment and be prepared to do the hard things to get to that environment it's, it's, you know, a challenging and it it can be, as you said, frustrating and you can tend to the, it can be tempting to go, this is just too hard. I'll just stay where I'm, where I'm safe and comfortable. Yeah. How Um, do you get past that feeling of like, this is just hard. I just want an answer. Like, I just want to stay, I I could just stay where I am and just figure it out.
1: Um, that's a great question. I think I mean, I'm even like, I'm thinking now as, as you're, as you're speaking a little bit about my journey. And I, I just very distinctively remember that when I started at Fitfiliate back in November, I was pretty dead set. Like, I was like, I'm not leaving my gym. Just so you guys know, like, (laughs) we're going to find a way either. I'm going to buy it or I'm going to buy in, or I'm going to like, we're going to figure it out, but I'm not leaving this gym. Like I dead set. Like there was no, ifs, ands, or buts about that. And I remember one of my first meetings with one of the affiliates that I was interested in purchasing. And I was panicking before the meeting, uh, trying to find like all of the details of all the data that I needed to, you know, prove that I knew what I was talking about in business. And, um, you know, I was just really stressed. And um, I asked for a call with Tony, which You're able to book at any time, which is great. Um, But I remember like getting on the call with him and I was like, okay, Tony, like I have this, 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 and this, what else do I need essentially to prove myself? And Mm -hmm. he just like, without even flinching, he was like, (laughs) you want to buy the affiliate, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, ask them how much it is and then tell them, okay, I'll buy it that's it. (laughs) Like, like, that's it. Like you want me to walk into a room with (laughs) a bunch of men who are really fit and really powerful and say, how much is your gym? I want to buy it. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. And I remember driving to the meeting and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's absurd. (laughs) Like, I just like, you know, like you said, you know, I've always been trained to just be as small as possible, keep my voice down, like don't say anything that might ruffle any feathers. But I will never forget that meeting when I walked in and I said exactly that. And the gym wasn't for sale. But I survived it and I gained so much confidence just from that little thing that I didn't want to do. And I think there were so many other little steps along the way where I had to do similar things, you know reach out to other affiliate owners and say, Hey, so are you interested in selling your gym? That's a completely, you know, okay question to ask. But by exercising that muscle, I became stronger and stronger and more confident to go out and really seek out exactly what I wanted. So, um, I think it just, you know, I don't know that there's a specific way that I overcame the challenge of that. Cause I definitely had those mm-hmm. little moments where I was like, I could just quit this whole thing and just stay where I'm at and it's comfortable. Mm. But every little challenge that was set forth for me by either Tony and Chuck or by you, I did it. And I just kept getting stronger and stronger, just like we do in the gym. You know, mm. you just gotta do, you just exercise get reps under the long belt. Long. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You get the, get those reps in. And isn't it funny how we, when we think about, you know, you're probably doing them the favour by buying their affiliate and you still feel the need to qualify yourself as, like if you go to buy a car, you're not like, hey, I've got a licence, I've got a perfect driving record, like I'll take really good care of this car that you built. Um, Can I buy it? Rather than like I've got money, are you selling? Okay. And and, and still feeling that need to justify ourselves. And you're right, I've had a front row seat to your, you know, growth and progress through and we've had some really um great coaching calls mm-hmm. um about you know your journey and and getting past some of those roadblocks so that's been a privilege for me to be part of for sure i think one of the things that drew me to fit affiliate as a client when i'm still a client as well as you know on the coaching team but is that it's not just about the work the coaching the affiliate it's actually about you the person as well. So for me, it wasn't just about the affiliate I own, but it's like, well, how are you doing and what's important to you and what matters to you? And I think that approach again is very different from here's how you be successful and here's the template. Is that, uh, your experience or?
1: Yes, for sure. I think that a lot of times, you know, previously to me, Uh, getting introduced to Fitfiliate, I had had conversations where, you know, I I wasn't able to really process what was going on. It was kind of like, okay, here's your problem. You're not making enough money to support your daughters. Your job is not providing a living wage, leave it and start over. And I feel like it was so easy for other people to say, you know, Um, it just, uh, it's not when you're actually like in the shoes, uh, living that it's just really difficult to, uh, understand the amount of emotional, you know, connection that's there. Um, and so it's not that simple at all. Uh, and so it just, you know, it just, the model that affiliate offered was very much like helping me to come to that conclusion on my own i guess is like the short way mm-hmm. to put it because in my experience if you tell somebody to do something even if it's the right thing to do if they didn't make that choice on their own it's not going to be quite right but by going along the journey with with you guys i was able to kind of make the decision that i needed to make based on when i was ready to do so so mm-hmm. therefore i'm ready to move forward and I've done like the personal work on the inside to make that happen and I think that it's just like that's a really important step that regardless of how much time it takes it needs to happen
0: yeah and it's it is very much that if we tell someone what to do then they're likely to not be as invested in actually doing it I mean we all know with our clients they can drink more water, eat more broccoli and chicken, but yep. telling them that every day is not happening till they come in one day and say, you know what? I found out that broccoli and chicken are really good for you. Really? Yeah. Good. But once it's their idea, they own it and they can more invest it in in making it successful. So that's for sure. That's why we are definitely not in the talk at you the advice business. And because, you know, this is your journey. We want your dream to be your dream. Because that's what makes the affiliate model unique. And also you know allows for people who maybe aren't in a position to own an affiliate to have still have that leadership role within an affiliate without having the you know the ultimate you know burden you know hitting hanging over their head as 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 the owners. Um so also for you, like if anyone wants some you know fantastic, inspiring, funny social content, <laughs> definitely follow your insta on the at coach underscore Christina Anderson. Tell me about the evolution of that, of finding your voice in that space as to being very real and authentic and telling your story, like what's your purpose with that and, you know, what drives that for you? I mean, you could just hide yourself away in the affiliate and keep doing your thing, but you're kind of creating this other um, sort of awareness, I guess, out there, you know, as yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, My mantra with that is that I try to show up on social media as the person that I needed when I was in my darkest times. And so that's Mm -hmm. me being real and sharing really vulnerable moments sometimes um, Mm -hmm. that feel really scary to share in the fitness space, to be completely honest. Um, And so the reason why I know that it's right is because I've gone through bouts where I'll share a bunch of stuff and I get a bunch of people telling me like, oh my gosh, like, I feel so inspired. I feel like I can do this. I feel, I love watching your videos. I love when you share. And then one person will say something like, you know, if you're a CrossFitter, then you don't eat sugar. And then I shut down and I completely Mm. stop sharing and I stop going on social media and I crawl into my little bubble. And then I don't feel good. you know, I'm essentially just not living my authentic life. And so that starts to wear on me. And then some time goes by and I come up with an idea for another post. And then another 10 people say, oh my gosh, like I can totally relate to that. Thank you so much for sharing. And that really fills me up. So I've just come to realize that even though it makes other people uncomfortable, sometimes when I'm actually living the life that I want to live and being the person that I want to be, I'm happier. Mm. (laughs) And it just so happens that when I'm happier, and I'm doing those things, there's a pretty decent handful of people who uh, are affected by that in a good way. And so that's kind of what drives me to continue. Um, Mm. But it is, it is challenging. It is really challenging to speak out um, about things, I guess you could consider controversial in, in the fitness space. Um, but that's why that voice needs to be there in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I was really pleased to see, like in the, you talk about that if, you know, you'd have, you know, 10 people going, this is amazing. And one person would go, you know, you should do this and you'd go back in your bubble in the last couple of weeks, I think it was, I saw, you know, you'd created some content and you'd had somebody come and make a comment going, you know, you're teaching people it's okay to be unhealthy, da-da-da-da. And instead of going back into your bubble, you responded like with a, you know, completely badass lifting and <laughs> saying, Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm strong, I can lift, I'm not going anywhere. Like this, you know, I'm not defined by this one little part of me that might not meet everyone's ideal of aesthetic or you're not getting my message. So I think that was really powerful. And like when I saw that, I was like, cool, this is like big forward step of like, okay, I'm not hiding away now. I'm I'm going to yeah. keep accelerating through this. And I think that that's been a, a really good, I guess social media has its good sides, has the bad sides. Yes. Um, you know, I kind of get stuck between, the yes, it's a powerful tool. No, God, it's just a, they're it's just full of, you know, trolls. But, you know, there are people who sit there and scroll and look at that stuff who are sitting and going, mm-hmm, that's right, that, you know, and feeling, seen through that post. So yeah. I think that there's a lot of space for that rather than the, you know, traditional influences.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think it's, it's a powerful thing.
1: Yeah, I mean something that I've learned along the way and it's still really hard for me to swallow it sometimes, but it's just like, you're just not everyone's cup of tea. And that phrase is so cliche and everybody says it, but like to truly believe it and just understand that like, not everybody is going to like me Mm. and that that's okay. Because the amount of people that are positively affected by my presence on the earth is so much more important than, you know, the other handful of people who are not, you know, picking up what I'm putting Mm. down. So it's, I think that specific incident that you brought up, the absolute absurdity of the comment is what really kind of woke me up. Like the sentiment that me existing in this body as it is, the comment was something along the lines of there are children watching
0: yeah yeah
1: there so- are children watching like as if my body is so offensive that for a child to see it is me promoting being unhealthy um mm. and so the the absolute absurdity of that notion was what was kind of clicked for me of like wow it really doesn't matter what these people think i really need mm. to focus on what the other people are saying the ones who uh, need to see this, who need to see that you can be fit and healthy and take care of yourself, but also exist in a body that may not meet society's standards for excellence. Mm. So,
0: and you know, the irony of the, that there are children watching, you have two little girls who, you know, you are um, an amazing role model for, strength and empowerment like every single day and go yeah children are watching and isn't it great like they're learning that you know to to walk through life to their own to their own beat which i think is you know something um amazing but you're doing it with a bit of humor and a bit of fun and you know like i i enjoy um seeing some of the challenges i've thrown out to you in coaching calls play out in in the reels and the the socials and i go hmm if we talked about that and you're just putting it into play there. So I think that, yeah. you know, it's an important um, thing to put that energy out there. And I remember when I first started doing my own personal podcast and I went, oh, I've hit send, oh, you know, butt puckering moment. And um, a good friend said to me, well, it's out there now. It's, it's not your business anymore. What happens to it? Like you can't control how people will perceive you or receive you. And right. just the fact that you... Put that out there. That's that's what you can do. That's enough. Right. As we go for a little walk, um, you know <laughs> that it's 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 not your business. And like you said, you can't control what you know. Some people are never going to be happy, and right. that's okay. You know, it's the people who need your message will will hear your message.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I,
0: I think that that's a really really powerful thing so just you know before we wrap up because I know that your time is incredibly valuable and you've probably got a million things to do <laughs> apart from mum life and coach life and all the things that you juggle um fun if stuff. <laughs> come on, all the fun stuff yeah that's right um you know you have someone sitting in front of you that goes yeah I want to make I want to be a professional coach I want to make you know coaching you know something that I can do and that it affords me, a, a you know, freedom in my lifestyle. And, um, you know, I want to be the best I can be at this and, uh, and uh, I want it to support me. What's your advice to them on how to, you know, move forward through that journey?
1: Well, um, I say first and foremost, you really need to figure out your why and like really, Really dial it in. Um, I think that was, you know one of the first exercises that we did when I signed up for Fit affiliate was to fill out a very extensive kind of diagnostic, um, just with many questions surrounding something of a why or a mission statement, um, you know, the reason that you do what you do. That's the first thing that you need to do. So if you're at all unsure, Uh, which as I was right, I really wasn't sure of what my path forward was going to be, which I think makes it even more difficult to kind of push forward on this journey to becoming a professional, but you need to first dial in why you are doing this and it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be earth shattering, but if you don't know why you're moving forward, you're not going to be able to move forward. Um, So, you know, I think it takes a lot of looking back, you know, why did you start? Why do you like coaching people? Why do you enjoy this position? What do you envision in the next five years for yourself? Really like digging deep um, to try to figure out what's at the core. And then from there, trying to find just little opportunities to you know again exercise those little muscles and you know even if you have to do something crazy like call somebody up and say hi I'd like to buy your gym how much is it it's it's a question you're just being mm-hmm. a curious person but the more that you ask questions like that you know so like going back let's say if I went back to that first scenario and it was hey I want to buy your gym how much is it okay well it's going to be x maybe in that moment I would be like oh no like, this is not, you know, this is not what I want, but then, you know, right. So you just, you start to just take little mini steps forward and eventually you'll find a path, you know, something will start to light up. Another opportunity will come up. So, um, you know, I still think that for me, my ultimate path is being an affiliate owner, but for right now, I've accepted a job as a head coach at another affiliate to get, Um, you know, more experience under my belt. And it's just another stepping stone to get there. I think that that's another really big key that people have to realize. This is not like a zero to 100 in a day when you decide what you want to do with your life. Every single step of the journey is playing into the next step. And you have no idea how that's going to play out. And you just have to, you know, trust that you're going to get there one small step at a time. You know I, know, I know it's another cliche, but like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? You just have to keep forging ahead with that why directing you where to go.
0: Yeah. If you don't have that why, then it makes it really hard to do those small steps and keep pushing forward, even when they're setbacks, because you, you know, it's just like, I just think it would be cool to be A coach and wear my active wear all all day right that's not going to hold you very very um firm when uh, things are going awry Mm -hmm. so i think that's that's a great insight i have loved today's chat um -hmm. i have the benefit of of chatting to you every week in our coaching (laughs) calls but this has been something very different and i you know thank you for your openness and your honesty um where can people you know follow along with you if they want to uh you know see some of the content that you're putting out
1: Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, coach underscore Christina Anderson. Uh, there's no H in my first name. So that is usually, uh, trips people up, but, um, coach Christina Anderson. Uh, I try to, you know, I try to get the stuff out there give the people what they want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, other than that, I actually, I do plan to start my own podcast. That's my new goal. So hopefully that will, that will happen. And once I know
0: someone who can help you with that.
1: Yeah. Oh I, <laughs> I wonder who?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, but I think you know they they have some experience in the space, so yeah, you know,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> i can I can connect you up. But <laughs> all joking aside, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. We yeah, appreciate you here at Fit Philly. You're making you. huge inroads and to see your growth and to see smiley, happy, you know, <laughs> glowing, um, you know, ready to crush life and new challenges is is certainly, you know, part of our why for sure. So go crush your day. And I look forward to talking to you again uh, very soon.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, my friend, for listening to the Fit Affiliate podcast. If you would be interested in hopping on a free call with us to just kind of chat about what you think your problems are and what you think the gap is between where you're at and where you want to go, we can see if maybe we can help you along that journey figure out if we're all a good
0: fit to do some sweet things together. So click the link, set up a console. Let's help you identify some problems that we can mutually solve.